Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Clara is a seven-year-old female brought in by her mom for evaluation of a two-week history of a junky cough. She's had some congestion, but no fever, and her older brother had similar symptoms last week, but he got better on his own. Clara is still coughing. The family tested negative for COVID, but mom is concerned she needs an antibiotic. How can we best help Clara today? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Jillian Joseph, instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and adjunct faculty in the Department of PA Studies at MCPHS University, both here in Worcester, Massachusetts. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Frank. Parents wondering if they need an antibiotic for their child's cough. This is a very common presenting circumstance, and we all feel a little uncomfortable because on one hand, we know most respiratory symptoms are viral, and yet we feel the parent's pressure of, what am I going to do to make this child better? Can you discuss the most common symptoms for which antibiotics are prescribed, in, like the one in this case? Absolutely. So respiratory tract infections occur quite often in children. And for kids who are healthy, they're mostly viral and they can take up to a month for the cough or the other symptoms to improve. I mean, if I had a quarter for every time my kids had a cough that lasted more than two or three weeks, I would be, uh, I think, independently wealthy by now. (laughs) But unless there's clinical evidence for otitis media or pneumonia, most kids will have a benign exam. And even though parents are often concerned about adverse outcomes, really, most commonly what they need is reassurance. But some prescribing decisions are still made on clinical signs and symptoms that are not evidence-based, like fever, feeling poorly, or production of sputum. Yeah, I think that last sentence is so true. Many times we have to make decisions when evidence is limited. So what are other options for treating Clara's symptoms? So if COVID or flu is suspected, then that changes your plan, right? But for uncomplicated respiratory infections, it often feels like there isn't much to do, both from the parent side and from the clinician side, for sure. There are plenty of over-the-counter cough or cold medicines for kids, and some will say that they do help, but the evidence is really lacking. Um, for kids who are of appropriate age, I like to recommend honey, actually, as a, a cough medicine option, which doesn't have a lot of side effects and works really well, especially for sore throat. But general advice like encouraging hydration, rest as appropriate, over-the-counter use of medications like acetaminophen or ibuprofen for any fever or body aches, practicing hand hygiene, those are always good advice for parents. I use those all the time. I I normally talk about hydration and rest and acetaminophen, but I throw in honey at the end. And I say you can even take it every hour because after age one, there is nothing that makes, there's nothing dangerous about using honey. And if anything else, at least you feel a little better taking it. So what evidence do we have to show that antibiotics won't help Clara? 
Mm -hmm. A recent publication on the Arctic PC trial gives us evidence that even for kids with key clinical signs, antibiotics are not likely to reduce the number of symptom days or change their outcome. So this study is a double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled trial of amoxicillin versus placebo for children ages 6 months to 12 years, presenting to 56 primary care practices in England with symptoms of a chest infection. So these kids had cough as the predominant symptom, which was lasting less than 21 days, and other symptoms indicating lower respiratory tract involvement like sputum production, shortness of breath, or pain, since these are the predominant driving symptoms for prescribing antibiotics. So kids who had a non-infectious cause or almost certainly a viral cause like croup were excluded from the study, as were children with antibiotic use in the last month, immunocompromised, or those for whom pneumonia was likely or if they were severely ill. So the eligible participants either received amoxicillin 50 milligrams per kilo per day in three doses or placebo in three doses, both for seven days. Parents kept symptom diaries using a validated tool and the primary outcome was duration of symptoms rated moderately bad or worse for up to 28 days or until symptom resolved. The investigators had complete data for 317 of the originally enrolled 432 children and found that children who had antibiotics had a median duration of moderately bad or worse symptoms of five days after starting treatment, where the kids who received placebo had six days of symptoms. So very similar between the two groups. And there were no differences in the outcome in either group for kids with key symptoms being pain, fever, physician rating them unwell, sputum production, or shortness of breath. Jillian, this is just more evidence that reassures us and that we can use to reassure parents that antibiotics are going to be unhelpful for most respiratory tract infections. How can we provide reassurance for our parents? I like to call out benign physical exam findings for kids um, and compare them to what I would often expect if something more serious were going on. I think this gives parents reassurance in lots of different ways. I also like to share sort of my experience of what's going on in the clinic, like if I'm seeing a ton of kids with these similar symptoms, to tell parents exactly that, that I've already seen three kids today with these kind of things, you know, gives them the reassurance that something's going around. Lots of other kids are similarly sick too. Um, I think that is helpful. And giving lots of at-home symptom management advice, like we've already talked about, in addition to the use of topical menthol rubs, those are pretty low risk and can really help parents and kids feel like they're doing something to help them get better. It's also important to identify red flags for parents, right? So continued or recurrent fever, severe shortness of breath or respiratory distress, signs of dehydration, all the things that would prompt the need for urgent reevaluation, that's a, a really key education point for these kind of cases. Jillian, this is an excellent review of what is common in most of our practices throughout the fall, winter, and spring. I can't thank you enough. Uh, you did it. This is terrific information. Thank you. Practice pointer. For children with acute, uncomplicated lower respiratory tract infections, the use of antibiotics does not shorten the duration of symptom days or change the outcome of their illness. 
Join us next time when we talk about how to manage polypharmacy in patients with dementia. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.